Welcome back to Aganis Arena on the campus of Boston University where the score after two periods of play is Merrimack 3 and BU 1. I'm Mike Mackney with John Leahy. Tonight's second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Well, special guest here in second intermission, Josh Cummins, New England Hockey Journal, and uh, Josh, uh, you know, they call this a trap game sometimes between, you know, team wins the Beanpot game, the semifinal on Monday, uh, and, and has the Friday night game, the the uh, team in this case is Boston University. Uh, I thought they got off to a pretty good start in the first period, took that one to nothing lead on a shorthanded goal, but they weren't able to add to that. Um, and Yuri Hooten has played pretty well in net tonight for Merrimack. Merrimack with the two shorthanded goals, I guess that's a difference. Yeah, I thought Yuri's played outstanding, I think. Uh, I think... BU's had plenty of opportunities to, to, to make it more than 3-1. to one. He came with a, a big save on one of the, the penalties in the in the last period. But yeah, like you said, BU got off to a pretty fast start, less than three minutes into, into the game scoring a goal, but it seems like just uh, with it, maybe a little bit too careless with the with the puck in the middle of the rink, and, and Merrimack able to, obviously on the last goal, able to co- come back with a pretty uh, quick rush. It's been a pretty even game, like you said, through the first period, but like you said, a couple of special teams' uh, goals had Merrimack uh, ahead right now. Yeah, I think after the second goal, after Merrimack went up 2-1, to one, BU started to turn the tide there, and uh, I think I'll shot Merrimack at 1.12-1, to one, but the difference was, you know, as you said, Budema came up with a couple of pretty big saves, especially on BU power plays, and then that shorthanded goal, you know, they had, actually, that was their second odd man rush during that power play, and they didn't, you know, the first one didn't result in anything, the second one did. Right, and it seemed like they almost had another chance right at the right at the buzzer to make it, make it four, but yeah, they they just uh, uh, really taking advantage of those opportunities. BU's had plenty of chances, and Buda uh, must come up with some some big saves there in the, uh, on some opportunities that ran close as well. You know, I know that BU's in a position where, especially pair-wise and so on, really everyone's important. But, uh, you know, let, let's say that the, the score here holds up. Uh, I don't think it's really going to derail them from what they've been able to do here in the second half of the season. I mean, they really, uh, we were talking with Albio Cobb before the year. He could, they could be undefeated here almost in the second half. Two close losses. Uh, that they've had, and of course some ties as well. But uh, you know they have moved themselves in a position where they were in the lower part of the league, and now they are right within striking distance uh, of first place. Let alone uh, being in position for possible home ice. Yeah, the, the league is so so tight this year. I feel like we we talk about that every year, but but they've played really really well as of late. The, the two guys have come in uh, uh, in the middle of the season. Uh, Skoog, who scored the uh, the winner on uh, Monday night in the Bean Pot, and, and Abel, the the goalie. They've been really important pieces to to what they've done this year, so I think uh, that's been a really big part of how they've been able to come back, but it just seems like those two guys have kind of helped bring things together, because at the beginning of the season they, they weren't as deep with some injuries and those guys have just uh, helped helped to even things out a little bit. I guess. Just looked it up in the notes. 2011. The last uh, time Merrimack to scored two short-handed goals in a game, in that game against UNH at the Garden. Elliot Sheen and Ryan Flanagan were the scorers. All right. <laughs> I, I, I was one for two. I, I had a, I knew it was Flanagan, couldn't remember the other one, but two line mates there on that line ended up scoring the, those two goals. But, uh, you know, Josh, um, number of, I mean, lots of big things happening, obviously, around the league this season, but uh, Kevin Snedden this week announced, you know, he's stepping down as Vermont head coach. Uh, thoughts on that situation? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people maybe saw it coming. He's obviously a, a great guy and, and a great guy for college hockey, but it's just 
uh, the, the it hasn't been the, the greatest of teams. I was surprised maybe when it came. I thought it might come at the at the end of the season, but uh, I think that just kind of goes to show that he cares for for the program. It just seems like uh, uh, just a, a timing thing to really allow them to to get things done the right way. So I think uh, uh, it, it was unexpected timing, but but I understand the uh, I guess the, the reasoning for it, and uh, we'll see what happens. It should be. I think it's an interesting place because they're doing some work up there, I think, and uh, they're just going to uh, hopefully kind of turn things around. They have some good players, but uh, just hasn't come together uh, uh, this year, and obviously with, like I said, goal gives them a chance in a lot of games, but they haven't really uh, uh, been able to find the wins. Yeah, goal scoring's been the difference, right? I mean, I think that really is, uh, you look at the teams that, you know, Merrimack's scored some more goals lately, but, you know, not enough throughout the season. That's why they got themselves in the hole. They were in uh, Vermont, obviously, just had trouble scoring some goals, and uh, other teams, when that's been the case, that's when, you know, three's the magic number, right? It seems like you average three or more a game, you're going to tend to do pretty well. It's under three, then, you know, you might struggle unless you have a really good goaltender. Right. Yeah, there have been so many of those in the in the league this year, too, with with, with Swayman in Maine, and um, obviously here, here at BU, the uh, Abel really coming in at the, the end of the season, and uh, freshman, too, with, with Knight and, and Tyler Wall, Wall as well. Just so many different goalies have really been, uh, uh, really been key to, I guess, probably how close the league is this year. Well, what's your take on Spencer Knight? Merrimack and BC will be playing each other three times. We haven't seen him. You you probably have. Give us a little scouting report on Knight. Yeah, it just, it, it feels like the, uh, there were so many expectations for him coming into the season, and really for that team in general, and it just seems like everything they've they've really met so well. He, he's just, he, he doesn't move a lot. He, he's really quiet back there, but it just seems like uh, outside of really the uh, most goals he allowed in the season was Monday night in the in the bean pot. But he's just been been really good. He's really quiet and. Uh, you, you, you you see him make the make the big save and, and just really athletic and uh, a really big uh, goaltender. It's been fun to watch him this year. Yeah, I mean, I think this should, should be a good final, uh, even though Knight's not going to be in it, but a good beat pop final on Monday night between BU and Northeastern. Northeastern trying for their third in a row. They have won two in a, in a row in the past, but not three in a row. It's obviously the second time they've won two in a row, but trying for three in a row, which they've never done, and uh, uh, I'm sure that's more than enough motivation for them to try to do it, as well as the fact they've got a goaltender, Craig Pintano, who came over as a grad transfer from Merrimack, who was not a part of those last two teams, and he would certainly like to win a bean pot. Yeah, and he played really well uh, the other night. Harvard's power play, one of the one of the best in the country, and they scored a goal at the beginning of the game, but but he really made some big saves, especially in the third period. Almost half of the saves, I think, were in the, the end of the game. It was really uh, uh, really fun. Both games last night, uh, uh, last week, uh, uh, on Monday, and he was a big part of it. What you, what'd you think of the renovations of the garden on the ninth floor? I hadn't been there since last March. I was kind of surprised at what I saw. They did a lot of work over there. Yeah, they did. Uh, the, you have to tell me. I missed it. Too. Yeah, no, so the, they built in the press box. There's almost like an overhanging uh, off of the original part there. They built like another level out, so okay. you're hanging over the balcony almost. It, it's pretty cool. It, it took like the old garden used to be, yeah. yeah. So it's like two rows there maybe? Yeah, there, so it's a, the top deck that you go down to and then you the existing part that was there was uh, uh, you climb back up. But yeah, it's, you spend more time than I do with the garden is it because it was just getting to be you know that many you know, that many more uh, media members over the years it's just been getting that full I'm not sure I think it was just it hadn't had been a while since they've done anything to it um, but yeah and it's just the 
there were TVs were weren't working. I know at the kind of the uh, middle of last season they were talking about just everything wasn't gonna uh, they were gonna be changing, and also because of the there's a all kinds of party suite areas on the other side now. So they did the entire ninth floor. Over. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Before we let you go, got your book signed by Michael Ruzioni? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you you weren't even alive when the Miracle on Ice yeah, happened, right? No. <laughs> How'd you find out about it? And you know, and, and what did it come to mean to you? Yeah, it's just it, obviously it's a big part of history in, in general, and it, and you see it coming coming here. Obviously, grew up coming here a lot, and uh, you see all the pictures, and it's just uh, a really cool thing to know that all those people who are such a big part of. Uh, a huge event in history were here at the school. Yeah, Michael Ruzioni's book we're talking about uh, being published now. It is out now in the 40th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice team. So uh, looking forward to reading that, and I'm sure you are as well, Josh. <laughs> yeah, uh, really cool to, to see that today. Kind of a surprise. <laughs> All right, Josh, thanks for joining us. We certainly appreciate it, folks. Check out his work at the New England Hockey Journal, and uh, Josh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. All right, our guest Josh Commons here in the second intermission with Merrimack leading BU 3-1. to We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.